Welcome back, everyone, to a special in-studio edition of Alexandria Stories. I'm your host, J.D. Ventura. If that intro music wasn't clue enough, let me be even more on the nose and tell you that today our theme is decidedly French. That's right, I'm talking about Bastille, the Alexandria Culinary Institution that's been open now for over 15 years and continues to delight diners slowly getting back to going out. It's a place that has more than just staying power. Its owners, husband and wife Christophe and Michel Pateau, are survivors, keeping the flame of fine dining from being extinguished even during a pandemic. The kitchen is busy, and the scented steam wafting off pommes frites, escargot, and duck cloud the windows in the now cool autumn nights. I am delighted to welcome today Chef Michel Pateau to the Alexandria Stories Studios. Um, Michelle, let's just get right to it because I think, you know, a lot of folks um, who know your restaurant and who know sort of what has happened to the restaurant scene in Alexandria coming out of the uh, coming out of the pandemic, a lot of the restaurants that I think people thought were their favorite restaurants, unfortunately, are no longer here. Um, and as the sort of dust settles, there's some, you know, sort of new folks in town in the restaurant scene. But then there's folks like you who, you know, have somehow the winning formula um, because you, you know, you existed long before this and it seems like you're making a heck of a comeback. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about what that was like for you, uh, the pandemic, and, um, you know, what prepared you for something like that? What prepared me? Absolutely nothing. There is nothing that they have ever taught in school or anywhere else that, that teaches you what to do during a pandemic. That is something that was completely unprecedented, at least in my <laughs> 50 years of living. Um, and uh, yeah, there, we had a, a, a rocky start. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy trying to navigate what was it that we were supposed to do. Uh, I tearfully had to lay off um, all my front of the house. Some of my staff had said, please, whatever you're going to do, I'd like to be a part of it. So we, we did have some core staff members stay, but we weren't serving guests. And so others were like, you know, I'd rather just stay home uh, due to age or, or just they were scared. And I get it because I think we were all scared. I think the hardest part for me was trying to give them answers that I didn't have and feeling like I was letting them down because I didn't have those answers. It's a family right after a while. I mean, you, you really it's a tight knit, um, you know, bunch of people. And so it's sort of like the I think people think, you know, running a French restaurant you know, is all glamorous and, you know, that uh, everything is, uh, you know, kind of front of house and kind of glitzy. But there's a real business there and there are real sort of lives at stake. And, you know, you as the owner, you're not just practicing your art in the kitchen, you're running a, a business and all of that, you know, all of that entails, right? Right. And and that's the part where, you know, I I have to balance my staff against my business and vice versa. I wanted to come out on the other side. I hoped and prayed we'd come out on the other side. But in the same token, I, I had to look at what could I do to maintain my ability for my kids and my family, let alone the people who worked for me who had children and, and families and responsibilities. 
that's why the first thing I did, I told everybody, go and get unemployment. Don't wait. All of them thankfully qualified. Once we hit July of 2020, uh, we were able to slowly start opening again, patio only, outdoor only. And so I was able to slowly start bringing people back. I, I started searching around for delivery platforms, online ordering platforms, which is something we never did. To us, it was about making the food fresh right then and there. Right. Not, right. Not a duck breast in the back of uh, an Uber. Right. <laughs> right. And I, and those are, those are the companies I refuse to work with. I, I, I refuse to work with anything that was huge national that required high percentages. I said, no, I'd rather just do it myself. So you were telling me during the break that you ended up going with a local delivery service, one way that you, you know, supported local business. Um, And there were a lot of other ways that you creatively dealt with what was happening. Um, There was, for example, how you juggled suppliers and inventory and really just kept pace with the ever-changing lockdown orders. Um, I'm curious, Michelle, about how the pandemic um, changed you personally um, beyond how it changed your business. Can you talk a little about that? Well, I think one of the things we took away was when we did shut down, we were able to refocus on our family because the restaurant takes so much of our time having kids, we were able to refocus on us. And as we slowly reopened, realize that the crazy hours, the crazy commitment wasn't as necessary to continue to have a successful restaurant. And for us, we have now, um, I've made it very clear to my staff, when it's your day off, unless it's an emergency, I don't need to talk to you. I don't want you doing work. If you're off on a Monday because we are closed, then that's your day off. Don't work. I might work, but I work from home at that point. I, you know, I, it's, we we have refocused on our family um and and it's it's been easier for our staff and they know it um the push to not be open 24 hours a day 7 days a week um it, it it's really the pressure has been lifted to feel like we we are forced or required and we've realized that no we're not I'm not required to be open seven days a week. I'm not required to be working 80 plus hours a week. I'm just not. And nobody else is. So why am I? And, and, and I, I think for us, that's, that, that has really, and that has permeated throughout everything. And so I have wonderful um, uh, customers who email me regularly and say, you know, I miss your lunch. I miss your lunch. And, and I, I, I thank them very much, but I don't miss lunch. I don't miss only serving 10 people for an entire service when I have to, you know, have all my staff on board. I'm happy to just open for dinner. I'm happy to only just have this wonderful service 
that we put all of our energy and focus into. Michelle, you mentioned during the break also about the government loans and how the loans really helped a lot of businesses, including yours, um, the pandemic loans, keep keep afloat. Uh, that you know, restaurants don't just have big piles of cash usually to just you know shut down for a couple of years. Talk to me a little bit about your customers uh, and the kind of support that they showed you during those two years. You know, everybody really came together. And while I, I, I give kudos, obviously, to the government, it wouldn't, if customers hadn't come, it wouldn't have been, it would have been pointless. And, and they were so very supportive of us in what we were doing. And, and really, uh, the orders that came in daily, um, I, I just, I, I can't thank them enough for the support of our community reaching out to us and saying, we want you to still be here. That's all for today's special in-studio edition of Alexandria Stories. I'm your host, J.D. Ventura. Until next time, thanks for listening.